Thanks for joining Cornerstone for our message of the week. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged. To connect with our church family and to watch our services live, download our app today by texting Sparks Will Fly as one word, app to 77977. That's Sparks Will Fly app to 77977 or by visiting us online at sparkswillfly.cc. Good morning, everyone. Uh, happy Easter. Uh, so good uh, see, uh, to be with you guys this morning. And, uh, man, I'm excited today. Um, we got a special guest with us, Pastor Junior. Uh, he's with us this morning. I really felt led of the Lord when I was praying um, week before last about, you know, knowing how we were going to have to do Easter Sunday morning. I felt like he and I were to come on here together. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited, uh, Junior. I really believe the Lord is, is going to minister to us today. And uh, he and I met uh, last Thursday. We were down at the cabin. And, man, the Spirit of the Lord was really, really strong. And so so we're, uh, we're just excited to, uh, to be able to share this. You know, man, that this, this may be a, this is a very unusual Easter Sunday morning. It's the first time I, I'm 40 years old. This is the first time of not being able to gather. But uh, you know what? We're, we're able to gather in our homes and uh the same god that is uh the same spirit that is in this place is in your home and so um so we just want to dive right into the teaching this morning and we're just going to pull some things out of exodus chapter 12 and just he and i are just going to go back and forth and uh just share what we feel like the lord has on our heart and um i just want to encourage you today i believe that i believe this is this is this is just no Happenstance. I don't believe that this is um, this is just a coincidence. I really believe that the Lord is going to speak to us today and uh, just give us some key insights about some things that are shifting and moving, and just what things are going to look like after this. So, Father, we just thank you for this day, uh, Lord. We thank you that um, this is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Father, I pray today that the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit would just invade every home that is watching this broadcast today. Father, I pray that you would impart life into every home. You would impart hope into every home, regardless of what we're facing. Father, we thank you for your power of your word, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, you said that you would raise the standard. You know, Junior, I was talking to someone last night, and I told him this, even when it comes to finances, I said, you might have a bad month, and you could have a bad two months, but I want to promise you today, but I believe by the authority of heaven, we're not going to have a bad year, friend. God, God's going to make a way through this. And the Lord is with us in this. And so, so we're going to just, if you've got your Bibles there and you want to open up, we're going to be sharing from the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. Uh, we're going to be talking about Passover this morning. And, um, and so we just got a lot of good things that we're ready to share. So, Pastor Junior, you, you start us off and take us there. You know, Pastor John, this was a time in Egypt when it was dark times. They've just gone through the... The ten plagues here, darkest time in the world, a lot of times dark now. You know, during the coronavirus, uh, right now, it, it's not a coincidence, as you said, that we find ourselves right in the middle of Passover Come on, during this time. And I want you to know there is a vaccine this morning for COVID-19, as they say. And it, how many knows it's the lamb? That's it's right. the lamb. So I want to read this. Uh, the Lord told Moses in in 12 there of Exodus. He said, the Lord said to Moses, this month shall be your first month, the first month of your new year. 
And he said, tell the whole family. He said, tell them to go get a lamb Come on. and to bring it in the house. And he said, make sure that lamb is without defect first year. And, you know, he said it had to be perfect because, you know, right. in the Old Testament, uh, the high priest had to examine the lamb That's right. to make sure he was perfect. Yeah. And no other, just like when he come into Jerusalem and the high priest him several days before the Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes and they examined the lamb, if you will, and the high priest stepped forward and he washed his hands mm -hmm. and he said, I find no fault in this man. Come on. Same thing. He was a perfect Lamb, And the Lord said, you've got to bring him into your house at this time. You know, I've never seen it like this. You got red uh, bows on mailboxes and on doors. And right. it's all over. And it's an exciting thing. That red represents the blood of Christ. And, yeah. you know, things are different right now. It's, it's kind of like uh, the Lord said, set your calendars, Israelites. Set your calendars with this day. In other words, Passover is the beginning of your calendar. Come on. It's the beginning of all your days, the beginning of all your weeks, months, and years. Yeah. It's the beginning, the foundation, the beginning of all things starts with the Lamb. Come on. Some of us have got away from the Lamb this morning. Some of us have got That's so right. busy right. in life and distractions and other things. But I'm telling you, the whole world is on pause right now. Something's coming. Something's going to happen. Right. And but before it comes, the Lord said, "I've got the whole world on poles so that my church, my people, can get ready yeah. for the Lamb is coming." And you know, the Lamb rode into Jerusalem that that morning. They thought he was coming for tabernacles, but he came for Passover. That's right. And he come in on a donkey. Yeah. And someone said he stole the donkey. He didn't steal the donkey. Because yeah. in Leviticus it says the price of a firstborn donkey. He said the price of it is a lamb. Come on. And what he knew was, I am the lamb. That's right. I'm the Lamb's one going to pay the cost oh, and the good. price. That's good. So this time, in our homes, it's a return to the lamb. It's a return to family. It's a return to what's important, yeah. what's most important. Why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah. How are we doing it? What's the reason behind it? Yeah. I've heard a lot of ladies say, Boy, it sure is good. I'm having good times at my home. Could have got the spouse to their self. Yeah. Got the children. He said, bring the lamb into the home. Get used to that lamb. I believe it ate with them. Slept with them. I believe they smell like the lamb. Because they've been around the lamb. That's where we've been. That's right. Even now. That's right. You know that um, in Exodus 12 there, first of all, let's just say this. You know, a lot of times as Christians... And believers, we're used to celebrating Easter instead of what really the Passover was. So there's a difference between the Easter bunny and Easter eggs. My God, I feel the Lord up in here. And there's a whole lot of difference in what, what was really instructed in Exodus 12. They were instructed to go inside. Do not come out your house. To go inside and don't come. And so for the first time really in, in, in the history since the, maybe since Exodus 12, we are really... Uh, being forced to really go inside and really have a real Passover this year, and so in this, uh, in this, Moses instructed that Moses was instructed that you take the lamb in on the tenth day, and the lamb was to be inside the house with you, inside your family, until the fourteenth day. 
And at sundown on the 14th day, they was to sacrifice the lamb. Now, we know today that we don't, we don't live by the blood of bulls and goats because the Bible says in Hebrews that, that the priest stood daily ministering into the temple. But Jesus, once he offered his sacrifice, sat down at the right hand of the Father. So he's seated at a place of rest. And we no longer have to live by the blood of bulls and goats and, and lambs. But we have a sacrificial lamb that once and for all stood in the gap for us. Now, if you read John's account about Jesus... First of all, when we, when we take the lamb into our house, notice that every, just as Junior said, the, 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 we believe the antidote. You know, I don't have social media. So one of the things that I, I didn't know that how really everyone was going to be talking about communion, but really when this whole thing started, I was reminded by the Lord just sitting in His presence about the power of communion. So friend, we've encouraged our church family to take communion every day. Um, I, I don't think this is something that's just going to go on in this season, but this is something we've got to get back to practicing the elementary things. Uh, I, I heard it once said, you know, our life doesn't change by one big event, but it's the continual applications of the elementary thing. So I think that this is something that's going to carry on right, right on. So as this, as they bring, so so the lamb had to be inspected, and I love this that the, that the inspection went on the lamb; it was not on the family. Aren't you glad that Jesus, friend, listen between all of our faults and failures, that the inspection still goes on Him and not your life, friend? That He became that lamb for us, and He's still perfect, friend. He, he when He said it is finished, it was a it was perfectly finished. And so, in John chapter 12, starts out as this, that Jesus, six days before Passover, see, because the lamb had to be taken in by the family. So if Jesus is going to be the sacrificial lamb, he's got to start heading towards Jerusalem. So six days before uh, Passover, Jesus is in the house of Bethany. This is where, this is where Mary anoints his feet and the extravagant worship takes place. The very next uh, Right on down in that says, on the next day, he starts heading into Jerusalem. See, just as the children of Israel were taking the lambs into their house, Jesus was going into his hometown. He was going in, friend, and, and one of the things in there, they were instructed They were instructed that no leaven could be in the house. If any leaven was found in the house, you shall be cut off from Israel. So they were, they were, they were looking at every cranny of the house flipping up the couch cushions, making sure there was no leaven in the house. Friend, leaven, is. this is a time that we should be doing inspection in our house, getting all the leaven out of the house. So we find when Jesus goes into Jerusalem, after he enters into Jerusalem, the first thing he does is go into the temple and start cleansing the temple. Lord, I'm about to preach up in here. Starts cleansing the temple, getting rid of the money changers. Starts getting rid of the leaven. He stands before the Pharisees. He stands before the Sadducees and the religious rulers of his day. And question after question, they try to, they try to find fault in him. They try to find something wrong with him. And they cannot find any fault in him. Finally, Pilate washes his hands and says, I find no fault in this man. Friend, he's the perfect sacrificial lamb another thing that I want to bring out in this as when they brought the lamb inside and after the lamb was with them inside their house let's just say this I didn't get this but I got this off of a uh, off of watching a broadcast even this morning it was very powerful you know that Obed-Edom the Bible says in the days of Saul that he did not seek after the he did not seek after the ark of God David made the presence of God his top priority 
And so, but Obadiah had the ark inside of his house for 90 days, three months. Friend, listen here. This is what this he did. This this minister didn't say this, but this is where my mind traveled when I was watching that broadcast. That we know this after Obadiah learned how to host God in his house. Oh my God. What if over this what if over this time we learn how to host God back in the house? Here's what happened after Obadiah learned how to host God in his house. David went back and he asked God, "Why did the anger of the Lord break out against Yuza like that? What what happened?" God said, because you didn't seek me after due order. You didn't have things in proper order. You thought you were going to bring me in on a new car. You thought you were going to bring revival in and city transformation. You were just going to assemble a car. You were going to assemble some boards. Come on, somebody. Roll it right into the city. That's not, that's not the way it's going to happen. My glory has to be transported on the back of sanctified priests, Levite priests. That's the only one. So we know that he goes back, seeks due order. But here was the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal was not so that the lamb would just be in inside of the house. The ultimate goal was that the lamb would be inside the entire city because David goes back to Obadiah's house. He grabs the Ark of the Covenant and he says, you know what, we're not going to put it in my church because David didn't have a church, friend, with walls. He just had a tent stretched out on the side of Mount Zion. And the Bible says in the book of Amos and in Acts 15 that God is coming back to restore the tabernacle of David. I'm telling you, friend, the move of God that's coming to this earth will not be bound by the four walls of our church. Hallelujah. My God, I feel resurrection in him. They were instructed to eat the whole lamb. They were instructed to eat the whole lamb. It's time the church, listen, let me say this. Jesus is not Baptist. He's not Methodist. He's not Nazarene. He's not Church of God, Pentecostal. He's not a charismatic. He's, he's the lamb of God. They were instructed to eat the whole lamb. I think it's time that the church starts eating the whole lamb, friend. We can't just eat the part that we that we agree with. We must eat the whole lamb. What I see in this is I believe there's coming a unity. What thing, the, the little bitty things that have separated us. Friend, we all agree on about 95% of doctrinal issues. The things that separate us, it's time that we begin to overlook those things. If I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, come on, somebody. We divided over things that don't matter. So we've got to eat the whole lamb and, and start start digesting the whole lamb and pray for that God will unify the church in this um, in, in this town. Now one of the things that you were sharing with me on Thursday was about the message the Lord gave you one time about it, the lamb, about bringing that lamb because they were instructed if the lamb was too big for your house you had to, you had to take it to the neighbor. Come on, Amen. talk to me. Amen. And, he, I, and, and what the story is, is with all of us the truth is this lamb is too big for my house. It's too big for me to keep this lamb, good as he is, all to myself. And he said, if he's too big for your house, take it to your neighbor. And you know Jesus, what he did. He said, the spirit of prophecy, Jesus, just tell him what Jesus has done. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when I begin to tell about what the lamb has done in my life and what he's meant to me and and, and all the miracles and all the stuff that he's done, all we're doing is declaring to you that what he's done for me, he will do for you. I shared one time, Pastor John, about me and my wife couldn't have children, either one of us. And both of us, uh, they said, could try to use blue in the face. And we got a nursery and we, we stood on the word of God. And I, I remember telling that testimony in Tifton. Mm -hmm. And two people just out in the congregation 
got pregnant for the first time. They'd been seeking children because their faith latched onto my faith because they realized that I couldn't have children. And I was just out there testifying about the lamb. And why I'm testifying, life is opening their dead wombs. My goodness, that's good. This lamb is too big for your house to keep to yourself. Yeah, we got, we, it, I'm telling you right now, one of the things that, you know, that technology has allowed us to, you know, I, I, I'm so thankful, and I, and I cannot wait to be able to gather back in this house. You know what I'm saying? And uh, for all of my people watching, you know, I cut up and say that you're too quiet sometimes. Let me tell you, it's been real quiet around here, so I can't wait to have you all back. But listen here. But one of the things that this has done by us getting out, putting this on Facebook and YouTube, all the social media platforms, friend, the gospel's going forth like never before. The lamb is being shared all across the globe. So listen, they were they were instructed, they were instructed in a specific way how to how they were to eat this Passover meal. Number one, God told Moses, He said, You have them to eat it with sandals on their feet. You have it with their cloak tucked inside their belt, and the staff in the hand. And listen here, what this was saying is after 430 years, my good God, Passover was the meal that was, it was the sign that they were going to be leaving out of Egypt, out of slaves, and become a holy nation that God prophesied. God told Abraham, he said, your children, your people's going to be there, but after that, I'm going to bring them in to the land flowing with milk and honey. 400, he said, he told Abraham 400 years. They there are extra 30 here. So 430 years of bondage after they sank their teeth into the lamb, friend, God was beginning to break every stronghold. We need to be praying in this season, friend, right here. This is what we need to declare declare in this Passover. Everything that has held my family back, everything that has tried to tie me down, bind me down, whether it's my thoughts, whether it's poverty, whatever it is, this is the season, friend, that we need to go after all the little foxes that are spoiling the vine. We need to believe God for the greatest deliverance we've ever seen. Whatever You say, well, you don't understand, Pastor John. I've been battling this for a long time. Friend, I don't care how long you've been battling this. I'm telling you about the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the finished work of Jesus. He said, whom the Son has set free is freed indeed. And I'm telling you that in this process, as they begin to eat the lamb, God begin to remove, remove. He begin to remove them from that thing that had oppressed them for 430 years. So I say it like this. A lot of times we look for the just the pow, the one quick thing that happens. I tell people like this, friend, all you got to do to be free is keep eating, eating the lamb. You know, we think, we quote this, and especially growing up as a Pentecostal boy, this is quoted all the time. That at Isaiah 10, 27 says, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And we're looking for, like, Pastor Junior to come down and lay hands on us. And, and I appreciate that. And I've seen people delivered like that. And, and I love those services. But that's not a picture of what's happening there. What's happening there is like a calf that is put or an ox put in the stall. And you keep feeding him and you keep feeding him and you keep feeding him until eventually what's around his neck, that yoke that's around his neck begins to shatter. So, friend, I just want to declare this. As we are tucked away in our homes and as we have brought the lamb inside like never before, my God, 
as we brought the lamb in like never before. Man, I'm telling you, just like Junior said, as I've, as I've ridden this city and ridden in the county, all of the blood on the mailboxes, all of the blood on the houses. And I'm going to tell you something, friend. I believe some people's got them out there as like a, like a rabbit's foot or some hope. But I'm telling you, it ain't no rabbit's foot hanging on our house. There's still a cross that bleeds and a king that redeems, friend. I'm telling you, what we're talking about is real this morning. And so what I'm praying in my house, everything that has held my family back, whatever it's been, if it's a generational thing or whatever it is, God, through this Passover, let us transfer really out of death into life. Let us transfer out of darkness into his marvelous light. Friend, they were coming out of slaves into a holy nation. And I've just declared that this Passover season, whatever's held us back, be, be broken. So the lamb was bringing deliverance. Not only that, Pastor Junior, now they're getting ready to leave. God strikes, God brings judgment against the gods of Egypt. God's judging them. Let me tell you what God does judges. Any, God, what God does judge, anything that's against love. God judges anything that's against love. So here's for the believer. The believer, the judgment is not on us because the judgment was put on Jesus at the cross of Calvary. So they, they, they're tucked away in the house. They take the hyssop. They apply the blood to the, to the doorpost, put it on the lentils. God instructed them to go inside. As they go inside, they're going to slay the lamb on the 14th day. They're going to eat the lamb roasted, not boiled, roasted. They're commanded to eat every part of the lamb. Every part, what is left, they're commanded to, uh, to, uh, burn, to use as a burnt offering. Now, they're leaving out of there. God judges the gods of Egypt. He strikes the firstborn. Now, look at this. Here, here's where we, listen, friend, I'm telling you right here, this, you got to bite onto this because I'm telling you there's a major, major shift happening right now. Things are shifting, friend. God has got this thing. Listen, we, you know, I heard somebody say that a lot of times we think we're waiting on God, but God is waiting on us. And he put the whole world on Paul so the church could gain some ground. He put the whole world on Paul so we could catch up to what's about to happen. I'm telling you, we ain't lagging behind no more, friend. I'm telling you, we're about to do some things that, that, that I'm just telling you, things are about to move. So they, the children of Israel, slaves, now they're fixing to take some herds. They look at the Egyptians and say, give us your gold and give us your silver. Now tell us what happens. Amen. And you know God, you know, Malachi says that God has a book of remembrance. Come on. And they was in bondage 430 years. 430 years. 430 years. And don't you know it's just like God, my people ain't coming out empty-handed. All that season you've been through, all that dark season, come on, all of that that you've been through, you're not coming out like that. God said, I'm going to add to you. I'm going to multiply to you. And the Bible says, John, that God told them to ask for the silver and the gold. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that he done turned the hearts of them, that they would give them the silver and the gold. And that night, not one of them would come out feeble. Yeah. Not one would come out sick. Come on. Not one. But you know, he come out in silver and in gold. And I just want you to know, when they came out, they was headed to the promised land right. to an inheritance. That's where the church is at today. Right. But they had to go through a wilderness. If Jesus went through a wilderness, there's no shortcut for us. We're going to have to go through the wilderness. Right. So we believe starting in April here, Chuck Pierce has said, he believes it's going to be a 40-day time in the wilderness, 40 days from this Passover in the wilderness 
uh, to get to our inheritance. Let me know the saints have an inheritance. And during this 40 days, John, they're in the wilderness. You know, and a lot of companies right now, you know, I heard Chuck say a lot of people are saying, tighten your belt. A lot of companies right now, a lot of households right now, they're tightening their belt. In other words, they're scaling everything down. We're getting down to the basics and the necessities of life and finding out what's really important. But you know what? The Lord in this wilderness time, just like he provided for them, over this next 40 days, he's going to provide for us and his children. You know what he did? He gave them bread. He gave them manna. He rained down manna. They'd never seen it like that. And they said, what does manna mean? What is it? Okay, God's doing something new. What is it? God said, I'm going to feed you even in the wilderness. And then he gave them water in the desert. He gave them water out of the, the rock, and about 3 million uh, was happened to drink that time. So don't you worry about your wilderness. It's where God rains down. You know, the church had to learn in that day what daily bread meant. Because he said in the wilderness, you got to go out each day. Tell my people, go out one time a day. Don't gather more than you need for the day because if you do, it'll mold on you. And he said, now, the day before Sabbath, go ahead and gather enough for two days because we're not going to work on the Sabbath. So right now, the church is having to learn again in our homes with the Lamb. We're having to learn what it means to get daily bread. He said, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread. We're learning again what daily bread. Not just a drive-by Sunday to do me no more. I've got to learn how to feed myself and to feed my family. I've got to get back to my roots again of Christianity. And uh, it's just on daily bread. You know, with the coronavirus uh, going in all over the world, we find ourselves in the middle, in the middle. A Passover. The whole world's on pause, as you said. The whole world's washing their hands. Think about it. 184 nations. Why is, why is that? Why are we on pause? I'm going to tell you something. Because something new's coming. Something fresh like the world has, or church has ever seen is upon us on the other side of this thing. The devil thought he did good by killing Jesus. It says if he had known what he was doing, he wouldn't even kill Christ. All he did was spread the church out. All Corona did was spread the church out. Come on, somebody. All this is did is made us return back to our homes. Devil didn't win again. This Corona thing could turn out to be a blessing in disguise, and we don't even know it yet. It says in Isaiah 42, it says, it says See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. And before they spring into being, he said, I announce them to you. That's what we're doing today. We're announcing. We're in the wilderness. We just, we're in the Passover. We come into these next 40 days. We'll be, we believe the wilderness. But we headed to an inheritance. We headed to the promised land. And, but, and the Lord says, behold, I'll do a new thing. Even now it springs up. Shall you not see it? Do you not perceive it? Even now I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. Even now I'm going to give you rivers in the desert. You ain't got to worry about being in the wilderness these next few days, these 40 days. Turn to God. Get with the Lamb. I'm telling you, you're going to see heavenly provision where God used to bless you in one way. He's going to bless you in other ways. The Lord has a thousand ways to bless you. He can bring it in by a raven if he got to. He can take a widow, 
preparing her last meal if he has to. But God says, I'm going to show myself strong in these next 40 days in the wilderness in your home. You're going to know again, I am your God. I am taking care of you. And in the, I had a precious brother, Pastor John, in the 90s that he brought me a book. And this book, he wrote something in it. And this book, in the 90s, it was called The Business at the Speed of Thought by Bill Gates. Business at the Speed of Thought. Do you remember? Go ahead. Before you read this right yeah, here, I want to say this. You know that how the children of Israel left Egypt is a prophetic sign, friend. That, that, that is just not in there. I'm telling you, that's prophetic. And I think that one of the things that we've got to we've got to change in the South, where because that's I'm familiar with the land of the South. I've I've been privileged to go other places, but I, I live, and my ministry, all of this, where we do life, is in the South. One of the things that we've got to change because I've seen so many people, man. This is this is the apocalypse. Yeah, this is it. Friend, I'm telling you, this is not it. The greater days are ahead of yes, us, friend. Yes. This is just a realignment right, yes. that's going on right now. This is, this is a time to prepare. Now, they left out of there. They left out of Egypt with gold, with silver, yes. not a sick one among them. We've got to change our view of what we believe about the church in the last days. You say, well, you know, your eschatology. Um, I think that what one of the things in the South that we believe is that it's just all going to get so bad and that God's going to have mercy yeah. on us yeah. and come down here and just rapture us up. That's right. Well, the word rapture is not in the Bible, friend. There is a snatching away in the Bible, but the word rapture is not in the Word of God. And how can we spend so much time developing a doctrine on the rapture when all of the other scriptures that talks about how that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established. Isaiah 35 talks about a highway of holiness that a fool, a fool can be able to find his way upon that right there. And that no devil shall tread upon that. So what I want to tell you is this, that what I believe, listen, just as there's so many prophetic pictures in the Old Testament, even, even Abraham, when he goes out to search for the bride for his son Isaac, the son of the promise, come on, that's Jesus, and he sends his servant out, that's the Holy Spirit that goes look for the bride, and he finds the bride, Rebecca, at the well. This is where the church is headed, friend. We are headed to the well of his presence. I'm praying for Cornerstone. Listen here. When we get back, no, no programs are going to suffice. No 30-minute message will ever suffice us anymore. If we've got the Lamb and the glory of God in our house, friend, imagine what it's going to be at the corporate expression when we come back. Listen, when Isaac sets out and he sees the servant bringing, he sees the servant bringing Rebecca. I love what the Scripture says. The King James says she was laden down with the gifts. Right. Not only did Abraham, oh Abraham sent that servant out with his possessions that he hoped. His possessions that he had. So, friend, I'm telling you, this last day's church, even though we may live in darkness, 
darkness. Because yes. Isaiah 60 says that gross darkness shall cover the land. But he says, Arise and shine, for thy light has come, friend. God has gifted us in this hour, right now, the finest hour of the church, to display the works of heaven. So, so this picture that all things are going bad, if that's your picture, you're not going to grab hold of this. Right. And what you believe about the end is very important. If I give you a car, and I, and I, and I said, listen here, here, I want to give you this uh, 1968 Camaro. I want you to fully restore this car. And I give you $100,000 to fully restore that car. And you get to work on that car. And about halfway into it, I come and tell you, hey, at the end of this car, at the end of you, when I get the car back, I'm going to put it into a crash derby. It will affect how you work on the car. That's right. And so, friend, if you believe that we're just going to hang on here and hold on through this rough season and wait on the heavenly helicopter to come down here and rapture us out of this, friend, you're not going to grab hold of what we're saying. You're not going right. to position your life to make an impact. As you heard me say uh, uh, a while back that heaven is your destination. That's not your assignment. Your assignment as a believer is to pray just what Pastor Junior said. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why do we pray against cancer? Because it is not in heaven. Why do we rebuke poverty and brokenness? Because it is not in heaven, friend. And so we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there's a great day. These are great days for the church. Great days days for the church. This is great days for your business. Your business is not going to die, friend. How we model our heart in these next 40 days is going to be determined whether we get to eat the land flowing with milk and honey or that we get to roam around in the desert some more. So I'm telling you, I'm trying to position my family with faith, with hope, and say, listen here, our great days are ahead. So, So Chuck Pierce said, and I'm, when he reads this, this is powerful, man, that this was penned in the 90s from a book where things were transferring. He's going to share all this. But I'm just trying to prepare our hearts a little bit to say, hey, this is not the end, friend. That's right. This is the beginning. Amen. There's some great things about to come out of this. There's some transfer about to happen. God's about to give us divine favor. Divine favor. The wealth of the wicked yeah. is laid up for the righteous. There's about to be some things transferred, even in your business. Friend, I'm telling you, um, um, what is it? Necessity is the mother of invention. That's right. God's going to breathe some fresh life yes. into you in this season on how to move your business in a greater creative way. Yes. I'm just telling you that the hand of the Lord is going to be on us with great favor in this season. We've just got to position our heart to receive that. So listen to how he reads this, uh, something that was penned in the 90s. As we, as we gathered on Thursday, he shared this. I mean, this is very powerful. Share what's in that book. Let, and let me say this, John. The new day that we're coming in is just like the new day that Elijah come in. Come on. And Chuck said when the Lord, when the Lord told him to gird up his loins yeah. in 1 Kings there, Ahab, it, it's been a drought. Hadn't seen a lot of thing in three, three, three and a half years there. And you remember Mount Carmel and then Elijah, and he told Ahab, you better hitch up your chariot. For I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Come on. And Ahab did what the normal thing was to do. Yeah. Just normal. The way we've always done it. Yeah. And, and what that was was to get on his horse and chariot and go to Jezreel. But the Lord, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Elijah. Yeah. And it says, gird up your loins, meaning take up your robe, put it in your belt, tuck it. And so you can run and nothing hinder you. And the Bible says that the power of the Lord came on him. And he outrun 
uh, Ahab 14 miles in a chariot all the way to Jezreel. What do you mean by that? What I mean is there's a new acceleration coming to the body of Christ. There's a new speed coming to your business, the way you do things. You can't do things in this new season the way that you did it in the old season. It just ain't going to work. God ain't trying to shut your business down. God's trying to get you to pause and to reset because I got a new way. I got a new way, a better way, a faster way of doing things. Elijah got there faster than, than Ahab. So this is the best time right now. I know it looks like everything's paused, but it's just so we can catch up. This is the beginning of a new decade. What you and I did in the old decade is not going to work in the new decade. God's going to accelerate this thing. He's going to accelerate the businesses. He's going to accelerate the Christian businessmen and women to start owning this stuff. He's going to give us wisdom and nuggets in our night season that's about things that we don't even know, John. This is the Lord. If you'll discern the timing of the Lord, our best times are ahead. Right now, a new season, a new acceleration, faster. Listen to this. This, Right when the Internet came out, this brother wrote this to me, precious brother. He says, I feel like we have an open window. This is where we're at now. I feel like we have an open window to enter our age and impact our society. For change, a lasting change, a change for the good of all mankind, a change that will make the ears of all who hear it tingle. But what is this window which is vast and deep as the ocean waters and blue as the sky above? It's limitless, unrestrictive, unchartered, as far as the eye can see and as far as the dream can cry. It's the net. It's the internet. And as we enter and step into this window, every place our footsteps, we call it ours for the Lord, for His glory, and by His grace. He said, I looked, and behold, there was a door open, and the first voice I heard was a trumpet speaking to me and saying, Come up here, arise, go walk in the land, for I give it to you. Man, that is so encouraging. As the Internet was the paper in the 90s. Remember that. We used to do everything by paper. But as the Internet was the paper, so is this new season to everything that we've just done in the last two decades. So is this new time. It's so vast, we don't even have a clue what we're talking about, but I know in my knower that I know God is doing this thing. He's the one accelerating this church. He's the one accelerating it. The best is yet to come. And you know, I was sitting in the congregation, maybe it was a year ago, had a tremendous debt, though many of you hadn't had that. But I was, Inquiring to God, how am I going to pay this? This thing's overwhelming. Just me being real. Truth is, owed taxes. Big amount. Lord, that's overwhelming, that figure. And a man of God, a man of God, called me up. And you know what he did? He prayed over him. And he gave me a gold coin, Pastor John. He gave me a gold coin. And I don't know if he knew the significance of that because he didn't know my story. But see, he didn't know that I owed taxes. And it was overwhelming. Just like some of your situations might be overwhelming. But when I put this gold coin in my pocket and walked back to my seat, I knew what that meant. Peter one time owed taxes. And God said, I, to pay the taxes for both of us, you go do what you've been doing. 
Peter was a fisherman. And he said, go take that fish. And he said, the first coin you pull out, that gold coin, go pay your taxes. And I knew this was a down payment. This was a faith token to put in my pocket. That the best is yet to come. And if he give me this, that the rest was on the way. And I've been living that out with miracles and just a, just a God providing in my life there. So the gold was a down payment for the people, Israelites coming out of Egypt, of an inheritance that was coming. We just had to get through these 40 days of wilderness to inherit it. This was just to give us faith of what was coming. Before we close out, I want to go back to this because I know this was where we were talking about in, in the cabin and we were sharing about this. And I, I, I shared this yesterday with someone. Um, I was out on our ranger and uh, pulled up at a neighbor and was sharing with them about the census thing. And so um, they had a child that's been away or whatever. And um, it just felt like, you know, a while back, maybe, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, that they should start praying and saying, Lord, bring them, bring, bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home. And anyhow, the Lord just really, without going into all the details of it, but it was a miraculous thing that happened of how the child got to come home. And so the child is home Amen. here at Easter. So, um, And so I just thought that was tremendous. But you were telling me about just in, in, in conversation, share with the people about, about the census. About the census. We, we could talk about the census in, uh, in uh, Samuel 23 or 25, wherever it is, where David, David counts it. And then, but there's two census taken right. in the New Testament. And 2020 is the year of the census. What you you say, man? Listen, we don't believe we don't believe in coincidence. We believe that God is speaking, friend. How can you, Jesus is called the Word of God? How can your name be the Word and you not be speaking? A lot of times we just don't adjust our hearing to be able to hear His voice. So this year, 2020 is the year of the census. And tell us what Jesus did. Say, say that. There's only two times. And you got to understand this coronavirus going on in the time of Passover. Come on. It's going on in the time of the census. And Come we on. just filled that out at our house and mailed it in like you did. And there's only two times in the New Testament that census is mentioned. That's right. And number one is when Joseph and Mary was in uh, Nazarene and they the census was going to be held, and the census said you've got to return to your homeland. That's right. Which was Bethlehem, Come which on. means they was returning back to the, the house of bread, if you will, Come on. the Word That's of God. That's right. Come on. And, uh, and it says that he owned some land there, and if you owned land, you had to be back in your hometown during the census to claim your inheritance. So I believe we as a church, we've got an inheritance coming. Come on. This is a true word of now word, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's right. This is right where we're at because of Passover and yes. the census. Uh, and if you can stand it, truth is, it's the year of Jubilee, that's where right. we're headed right here. Because Jesus died in Jubilee. That's right. That's why he, the Spirit of the Lord come on him, as you know. That's right. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's right. To preach good news. That's right. To bring good tidings. Come on. I mean, he, he said, he said, this is the year of the Lord's favor. I know at Cornerstone here, 18, what God promised, man, he promised some things. And in That's 19, right. it felt like 
We got the totally opposite. All it was is we went into the wilderness. All it is is we got the total opposite, but you kept the faith. And because you kept the faith, now you're going to taste of it. Now you're going to walk in all that he's got for you. For you that have believed the prophets, God said you shall reap the reward. God's got a book of remembers. And to the degree that we have... The grain has come against us. To the degree a rubber band is pulled back, the resistance is to the degree he's going to shoot you forth. And the, so in the first time in the senses, they returned Joseph and Mary back to Bethlehem, the house of bread. And the Bible says there Jesus was born. So Jesus was born during the census. The second census, the last census, is when in the book of Acts they all gathered that the Lord ascended unto heaven and for 40 days, yeah. he showed himself for 40. There it is again. For 40 days, 40 he days. showed himself right. to for his church months. and believers. Yes, sir. To before he went to heaven. That's right. And the Bible says that during the time of the census is when the Holy Spirit came and the church was scattered all over the earth in the fullness of the power. So in the first census, I believe it's where Jesus was born. But in the second census, it's where Jesus was born in you and I to go do the stuff. He's our elder brother to spread the church, to do the works. That's it. Raise the dead, preach the gospel, all of it. Heal the sick. Come on. Cast out devils. We're in a good time. We're in a good time, time, man. And so I'm just telling you, I know, I know, man, because I, I, I know some of our people, man, jobs has vanished, and I mean, things are just, I mean, it's tight. And uh, man, I, I know, I know right where you're at, uh, but I'm telling you right now, the gold coin, the shekel in the fish's mouth, God is going to sustain us in supernatural ways. You got to think this, when, when the prophet's down there by the brook, man, and I mean the ravens flying, bringing him steak. Listen, they ain't. Here's the wealth transfer again. This is in three and a half years of drought, extreme famine going on. But the man of God is eating meat, friend. He's not out there eating tree roots or something. He's eating meat. There's only one place that had meat and the money to buy. That's Ahab and Jezebel. He, the raven will fly, swoop it right up from that house and bring it there to sustain. We have got to believe, friend, that there is coming a transfer of some things into the church in this season. No longer are we going to be held by the offering plates. Because, listen, if we want to see the kingdom transformation that's in my heart and what I'm praying for, it's going to take a lot of money to do it. That means God's going to supernaturally bless you and give us wisdom on where to sow like Isaac did to reap a hundredfold off of our return, uh, return off of our money. So there's going to be, there's a lot, lot is just in this. So I'm just telling you, this is no normal Easter. This has nothing to do with the Easter bunny or an Easter egg. This has everything to do with a God that loves, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And I love the next verse. It says, God did not send his son into the world that condemned the world, but through him the world would be saved. Friend, this has been a, this has been a true Passover. In our houses, tucked away, the blood on the doorpost, and taking the lamb like never before in our households. And so we want to end today by really what we started when we first started just being only able to do live stream. 
and that is with communion. And so we're going to take communion, and, uh, and so uh, and we believe. Jesus said, you do this. Every time you do this, you proclaim the Lord's death. Every time, every time that we have the juice and the bread, every time that I sit this out, every time I sit it out and I'm about to take communion, it reminds the devil that he lost. Friend, I'm telling you, every time that you take communion in your house, you need to look at your business and you need to look at your health and you need to look at your finances and everything that pertains to your life. And you need to remind the devil that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up to con- that rises up against you shall fall condemned. I'm telling you, friend, this is what I I mean, I, I proclaim this at my house. I declare that no that 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 no ten thousand may fall at my right and t- and a thousand at my left. It shall not come near my dwelling. It shall not come near my dwelling. So I'm so thankful that the blood of Jesus uh, covers us. And I'm so thankful that um, even though this has been one different Easter, but I'm telling you what, this Easter season right here, this Passover season is going to prepare us for the journey of head. And I'm telling you, we're not going to take 40 years to get in the promised land, Junior. We're, gonna, we're getting in there in 40 days. We're going to model our hearts right. And when Jesus returned from the wilderness, the Bible says he returned from the wilderness with power. We're going to see more signs, wonders, and miracles in the church than we have ever seen in our entire lifetime. No longer, I'm telling you right now, friend, I'm just going to go out here and say some things. You know that there was a word that was released, and people laugh at this. I don't know what kind of, you know, all kind of people watch this, but here's the thing, that the cancer would be eradicated in 10 years. And to some people, it's like, man, I, I, I can't even believe that. Well, I'm telling you, I believe that. I believe that because one time the church was dealing with tuberculosis. One time the church had to speak against polio. But now we get a vaccination for it, and we don't got to worry about it in our day. I'm telling you right now, listen to this. There's never been a time. What this has done, what this virus has done, you got got to understand that (laughs) we got to close this out. But listen, the enemy, Satan, is, is, is an archangel. He is a created being. He fell from heaven. Um, because he said he would rise his throne up above the throne of God. You find that in Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 36. And when Jesus sent the disciples out, listen, when Jesus sent the disciples out, when they was casting out devils, he said that in Luke 17, that I beheld Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So every time the church rises up, I'm telling you, man, when we do kingdom stuff, Satan gets toppled. What you got to understand is he's afraid of the believer finding out who they really are. If you ever realize who you are and whose you are, friend, you are dangerous then. So so I'm just telling you that I forgot where I was going in that, but, but, but th- this is a great time. I'm just telling you. So the eradication of cancer, thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me right here. So th- what this has done is it's caused a scientific, there's never been on a global scale scientists in search for a vaccine. A lot of our medicines are created by accident, searching for the cure for something else. We find a cure for this. I'm just telling you, friend, we're on a pathway to innovation like you've never seen. Just as Junior said, there's coming acceleration to the body of Christ. I'm telling you right now. And I can tell you this, anytime the world leads in innovation and creativity, it's because the church 
the church has embraced a false spirituality. And the church is going to learn how to how to the church is going to learn how to model kingdom culture because church culture church church culture does not translate outside the walls of the church, but kingdom culture translates into every society. And so we're going to have to learn how to do that. And so I believe that. So we want to close out today by a reminder with the communion setting before us that the devil has lost. And friend, you are a winner. Just as your business has went down, it's going to come up at a greater measure. Just as the tide goes out, the tide comes in. And I'm telling you, when it's said and done at the end of this year, when you get your W-2 in, I promise you, you will not be able to see this if you model. I'm telling you, God's going to make up and then some. We don't. When the thief be found, he must restore sevenfold. You need to rise up every time you take communion and say, for every dollar that left out of this house, devil, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, you bring back sevenfold. Hallelujah. So this is the vaccine for COVID-19. This is the vaccine for cancer. This is the vaccine that's anything that has ever plagued mankind. Here it is. It's the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. So today we receive his body. Jesus said, eat my flesh. He is the bread of life, John 6, the bread that came from heaven. And so, Father, we receive the bread from heaven now in Jesus' name. Jesus said that the blood, this was the blood of the new covenant. Friend, just take Hebrews 7, 8, and 9 and read it and run around your house and get so excited for what God has done for you. He's transferred us. Listen, man, one good thing about it, you know, I don't want to get into this, but we celebrate Good Friday, but there's no way Jesus was crucified on, on Friday. No way. Because the Bible says in uh, Matthew, Matthew 12, he said, There shall be no sign given but the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah was three days and three nights into the belly of the whale. We're going to get in trouble right here. That three days and three nights uh, in the belly of the whale, so will the Son of Man be. And so we know that John 19 says that he was, uh, it was it was a high, it was a high, high day, high day at the Sabbath. So listen, Jesus was, if he had to be three days and three nights into the tomb. So Wednesday at sundown, is, it, he was actually crucified at the ninth, ninth hour. So at Wednesday at sundown, he's entombed. High day Sabbath would have been Thursday, and then the normal Sabbath would have failed because of the high day Sabbath being the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It would have failed on Saturday. And we know this, he didn't get up in the morning. He got up at night. You got to go back to Genesis, friend. We just messing with you a little bit. That the beginning of the day was night, and then come on, the night... <laughs> Even though it's night, there's a whole new day coming. Even though darkness is coming, there's a whole new day. A baby's developed in the darkness of the womb. God hides himself in the darkness, friend. This is a great day. But we know this, that Mary Magdalene, according to John's gospel, she goes to the tomb early in the morning before daylight and found that the stone was rolled away. John, I just got to say this. We get in trouble. I just thought of it. You know, it flooded the earth with Noah 40 days Come on. 40 nights. Come on. And they were shut up in a door. Come on. But when they opened that door, when God opened that door, they was in a brand new world. The resistance of ever, all their past, the residue, Come on. was gone. 
Yes. A whole new world yes. was coming. We believe in that. Come for on. you, your household, and the church, Come and on. for your business. Come a on. whole new world, yes, we God. declare, is coming to you. Brighter than you've ever seen before. Get ready. He said, come into the ark with me. Come on. 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus is the ark. Come into the ark with me. That's right. 40 days and 40 nights. I'm going to change the whole world. Your whole landscape's going to change. My goodness, i got to stop. I feel the Lord. Yes. 40 days. Stay faithful. That's right. Eat the lamb. Eat the whole lamb, friend. And listen, when you take communion, the blood that Jesus shed was the blood of the new covenant. Friend, if God was going to, if he was going to provide for a widow in the old covenant, if he was going to provide for, for a prophet in the old covenant, how much more will he provide for you? How much more will he provide for you when you're in a better covenant, friend? And so this new covenant is full of promises. Read the book of Romans, friend. Read Corinthians. Get the promises of God. You've got a great inheritance in the Lord. And so remember, I, the main thing I want you, every time you set this out, it reminds the devil he's absolutely, he's absolutely lost. God's still on the throne. He's still in control. He's still in charge. Father, we bless the people. As they receive the blood and as they receive the bread and the juice in this season, we thank you, Father, for the promise of your word. And we thank you for your promises. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, praise God. Friend, we're so glad that, that uh, for you tuning in. So glad Pastor Junior came. Man, we have preached in here like two old-timey uh, Pentecostal charismatics. It's dangerous when you get two in one room. And so, but I've thoroughly enjoyed this morning. I hope I hope this has blessed you. Friend, we, we look so forward to being able to see you again, to gather together. I want to thank you again for your continued support, friend. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of pastors right now are in panic mode of how they're going to pay the bills. I'm so thankful that I can sit here and say that our church family has has you you've continued to honor God with your tithes and your giving, and uh, I just want to say thank you, friend, for uh, for continuing to to just honor the Lord in that because with that with that tithe it's just like I, I remind the devil every time I scratch my check, friend, that God is my provider, and so we bless you, friend. Have a, I mean, enjoy the day with your family as you gather around eating your meals uh, together and just as you take the lamb inside the house, friend. I, we just believe in God is going to do just mighty, mighty things. God bless you, friend. We look forward to seeing you again. We hope you enjoyed our message of the week. Thanks for joining us. Our passion at Cornerstone is our family atmosphere built on deep relationships. We want to connect with you. Please take a moment and download our app and connect with us on social media to stay updated with all things Cornerstone. We pray you have a wonderful week.